0: Mike, turn your games down. Hi, we another TMT comic episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubberton, and who's writing a lab with a Nick Fury lookalike with me tonight? Stock Gen Refugee Red Fox. <laughs> so we are here to talk about a comic episode that I had no intention of any interest in reading, but of <clears throat> course we're going through all the TMT, so I didn't have a choice. But I'm happy to say I was surprised. You were right. <laughs> you were right. You were like, you're going to like this. I'm like, I don't know. But we're here to talk about Teeny Mutant Ninja Turtles, the four-issue miniseries Mute Animals, which I cannot type correctly for some reason.
1: Mutant animals is what I read in the Skype
0: call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I, it's just M-U-T, an, an, animals, but I could not <laughs> type it.
1: Mutant hmm
0: could not type it. And this came out in 2015. So this takes place right after the Attack on Technodrome stuff, and right Before and I guess during the beginning of the vengeance arc which we are finally reading next time. Oh, you can't wait. I can't wait. That's one reason we're doing this finally. And not the best circumstances, because I need I need to read vengeance. Because once we finish this recording tonight, I can before I go to bed, I'm pulling out my tablet and I'm reading Vengeance. At least an issue or two.
1: That's that's one reason it happened.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or the (laughs) reason it happened. Yes, because I cannot wait. But this really surprised me. Like the first cover, I was looking at it. You have the mutant animals that we have come to know: Hob slash, what the fuck is the crab's name? Herman. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> Pete and Ge- Gecko, Mondo Gecko. Mondo. I, I wasn't sure. Like I'm like, okay, my cover's cool. The art, the art is different, which is it fits. It looks close enough to the regular stuff, and it fits the mutant animals just fine. I had no issue with this art. There were no bird face or frog face women, so I was all good.
1: So. Yeah, it was uh, almost a, not an entire lack of humans, but very downplayed for good
0: reason. Yeah, but the art was good. Like, I mean, when you come into these miniseries, you never know what you're going to get.
1: In most cases, the art was good. I mean, in, in maybe one or two issues, it could have been downplayed a little bit, but otherwise, it was acceptable. I didn't have an issue at all. Yeah, it wasn't bad.
0: So I wasn't even like, the first issue starts off. You have Pete and God, what the hell is her name? Lindsay. Lindsay. The scientist that in one of the previous arcs ends up working for Hob because he, you know kidnaps her.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not entirely by choice here. I think it is now by choice. Yeah, well, I mean, she gets to ultimately continue her research, and that's all she wants.
0: Yeah, and I, so I didn't, I wasn't crazy about her, but I guess I never really knew a whole lot about her. But this arc really made me respect her a lot more.
1: Oh yeah, they, they, and I like they gave her a character in this one.
0: Yeah, and I was thinking about like, yeah, she never had much character in like when she worked for Stockton. You see her a couple times. She tells April, "What are you doing?" Or so, I think once, and there's a few interactions with Chet, but there isn't much. And here, and then you see her kidnapped. But here, they really fleshed her out. And it was, I, okay, I really like. It.
1: Like we covered before, in most cases, <laughs> characters are not throwaway. <laughs> Unlike these guys with the eye patch and everything else, they're they're throwaway. But they're I'm assuming this group yeah. is not throwaway though. The, the mute animals? No, the null. Oh, no. Uh,
0: definitely not. No, no, I didn't I think so. I was like, there's no way you put this. That's also what surprised me. I mean, we'll get to it. But like how much this this series, again, it might be a comic book thing. I don't read comics like this. How much the miniseries play such a big part in the main series? I can't get over mm-hmm. that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I feel like it's it's always worth it when you do that side tracking to, to read a side story. In most cases, you don't regret
0: it. No, I haven't. I don't think any of them were really bad that we've read. Just the annual. <laughs> the one we
1: skipped, the one we did. <laughs> Definitely the, the worst so far.
0: I was also laughing because this, this this issue starts off with Pete and her walking, and he's talking about how there should be a blueberry cola, which Pepsi didn't make Pepsi didn't do it once. I don't, I don't think it was blueberry, though. Was it? Wasn't it blueberry? You might be right. I don't know. But I, never, I don't think I ever drank it because it grossed me out, the idea of a blueberry cola. By the time they brought that out, I stopped drinking soda anyway. I don't
1: know what that tastes like.
0: It, it said it was a berry-flavored soft drink from 2002
1: oh. to two thousand. So I mean, yeah, you might be right then. It, it didn't sound
0: <laughs> So that's just what I thought. <laughs> because he, he's going on about how there should be a blueberry cola, and that joke, you know, pays off later.
1: And he says, too, cherry, lemon, vanilla, all fruits. And she's trying to correct him, and he's such oh, a dipshit. He <laughs> just overrides it.
0: I love how much of a
1: dipshit Pete is. Oh, it's great. I wish he was in here a lot more.
0: Like he's writing down, you know, what she says and, and her line is, well, he says writing down what you're saying, you know, for Hob. And it's like, are you kidding me? It's bad enough. You know, He's ha- he has me a chaperone. Now he's you know spying on me. He's like, don't be crazy. All Hob said was go with Lindsay report back on everything she says and does nothing and does nothing about spying on you.
1: <laughs> Pete, you literally just described. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love Pete was great in this and I didn't think I would say that, but I actually appreciated Pete in this arc.
1: Yeah, I mean, I loved him before that. but This definitely stretches everything out for him. He actually, uh, later on, we'll get to that point. He actually gets in on the action, too.
0: Okay. Uh, There's a few funny things with Pete. Like, they end up getting into a fight with these random thugs. I had no idea who these people were or what was going on. All I could think of is one of these random guys with them looks just like Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury.
1: Yeah, they must have
0: been going for it. I mean, 2015. The timing, yeah. I mean that would have been when MCU was super big, getting getting up to or getting. I mean we just had Avengers in 2012, so yeah, MCU was gigantic at that point. Age of Ultron might have been 2015 actually or 2014. Age of Ultron I think it was right around this time, so that that fits in. But I was just laughing my ass off when I saw that. I was like, really? I mean that's
1: one of at least two eye patches
0: in this book. Mm-hmm. I mean yes, it's a bald black guy, but the way the guy acts and everything just reminds me of Nick Fury.
1: I'm sure that's what they were going for. Oh yeah.
0: I love when, like, there's a part where Pete is getting tackled by a soldier and he ends up, <laughs> they, end up sh- they end up fighting and the guy tries to shoot him and he shoots up in the air and he's like, we got to get away, the bullet's going to come down.
1: Yeah, I didn't <laughs> catch that uh, last time.
0: <sighs> She's like, you not the bullet you need to worry about, they point the and gun at says, him again.
1: And he's, again, such a good shit, stop, drop, and roll. That's, <laughs> that's for fire, buddy.
0: Uh, Pete is a great comic relief
1: for this. Much needed. I mean, we usually have Michelangelo or some other character for it, but he can hes the Michelangelo if he was mentally stunted. Very fair.
0: Did Pete always have little shorts on? Or is this new? Yeah, no, he's always had some shorts on, I want to okay. say. I guess that makes that makes it so I don't have to ask the question of whether Pete has a dick hanging out or not, I guess. So.
1: <laughs> <Be> right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like we're I don't think on.
1: any of us want that, uh, that answer to begin with. No.
0: <laughs> this isn't Watchmen.
1: Oh god! <laughs> yeah, did you watch the TV show? By the way, no, not yet. Oh, you want to see some dick? Go ahead and watch that one. I don't. So,
0: but I do want to watch the show.
1: <laughs> Just
0: saying. It's in it. Maybe i not heard it right away. I need to watch that show. I cover the comic. Well, now it's been a few months of the time. You're hearing this, but I cover the comic, and we're gonna do the movie and show at some point.
1: So, oh man, well get ready for that dingling, It's coming. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they throw Pete in the van, and I like how they're like, "Yeah, boss." Boss might want to vivisect him. And he's like, sounds good to me. <laughs> I didn't even realize yeah.
1: what, what they're saying. No idea what the hell that means.
0: <sighs> but at the same time, when they're capturing Lindsay, they she gets she gets a phone call off and calls Hob and leaves a voicemail saying that they're being attacked. And then it cuts back to them coming back home. And I, I like this, where they're just starting to chill. Mondo's just laying on the couch. And you have Hob, who, you know, finds the voicemail and starts freaking out. And there's a great part where he pulls out the tracker and Mono's like, "Hey, wait, Bo, you have a tracking device on all of us, don't you?" And he's like, "No." Oh yeah, of course. And he he, he pauses, which I thought I <laughs> thought was the best. <laughs> they drew a panel of nothing of him just looking at him like just yeah. this deadpan. Just the this, uh, awkward silence, and then no, of course
1: not. Unflinching too. He's got the same facial expression.
0: <laughs> they literally just took the same picture and just put it in two panels with the text box.
1: Well, and his mouth a little different. Oh Otherwise, wait, you're uh, right.
0: His mouth is a little different. That's hilarious though.
1: That's good. That was I a mean, good part. It's hard. Actually, do a couple things like that in here that you we usually don't catch in the main comic.
0: I feel like you know it really fleshes out these characters way more than I expected, and it so made you gotta me understand care that too. Like, like remember
1: uh, when early on, like you, you would talk about Hob, how much he hated on his character. I mean, I don't know how you feel now, but I, I tried. <laughs> I looked at it from my point of view to where I was like, okay, like I know where his character is at. At my point of the story. So it's like I had a different kind of perspective on, on that character to begin with. I was like, yeah, just give it some time. It might grow.
0: He's grown on me little by little. Don't get it wrong, he's still an absolute
1: asshole, even where I'm at. But um yeah, I mean he's he's around for a long term.
0: Yeah, I didn't expect anything different than being an asshole. I'm surprised how much he stuck around with this series. But again, like I've said many times during this arc or during these, you know, these this arc that we've been doing, doing these episodes. Nothing besides the Frenchman's is our throwaway. Nothing. And that's incredible. You know, and like the way that they do stuff with Jillian. When Jillian gets to the the office building, you don't know what's going on yet. She runs into someone she knows and you find out it's her ex girlfriend. I like that too. I thought that was a really cool dynamic to have.
1: So if they're going to introduce a character, I guess, uh, have some type of tight personal tie, not just some random coworker, but something more than that.
0: Well, it, it fits this. I'm assuming. She won't be back because I'm assuming she's getting murdered at the end of this arc. But we'll see. <laughs>
1: yeah, honestly, I don't think she does.
0: So, but I don't know. It's been so long. Yeah, I don't think she does though. I just it's just the way things go. But she deserves it. I mean, she's a shitty character. It's like, yeah, we just kidnapped him. Yeah, we'll drop him right back off, and then so you know, this,
1: this the way they they um, fleshed out this character or built this character reminded me a lot of Renee.
0: Rennet, however you want to pronounce Renet, it. Rennet, uh, Rennet, Rennet. Why is that? It's not ringing a bell. The Time Surfer. Oh, yes, from the Scepter Lady. Yeah, Scepter Lady. Okay. So this
1: one reminds me a lot of her with some of her her mannerisms, the way she speaks. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's very similar in some ways. Smarter, I guess, if not such a valley girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I liked her character. I was hoping as his arc went on that she would end up joining them, joining the Mutanimals, not. Turn you out to be a straight-up villain, mm-hmm. you know, like because she completely lies to Lindsay and like tells her, "Oh, hey, I'm working for this great group, and you know they're gonna, do, you know, you can come work for us, and we just wanted to hire you. We we're rescuing you from those mutant, you know, from those mutants that you're with, those terrorists." And it really made me think about how often that, like, any government or any larger group will use that word "terrorist," you know, <laughs> in real life. Sure, but, yeah, yeah, that fits. Like, I feel like that's what they were going for here, too. Very well could have been. Maybe around this time, too. <laughs> 2015? Yeah, yeah, it would have been. And then, at the same time, when she's telling Lindsay how, you know, she come work for us, and we're going to drop Pete off, she whispers to Nick Fury, <laughs> take him to the to the rail yard. Well, They're not well, dropping gonna,
1: him off. They're going to spray uh, Pigeon Pete's small brains everywhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. I feel like there can't be that much there to identify from him.
1: Yeah, no. So, <laughs>
0: and like she kind of just goes on all about how, you know, she needs Lindsay's help and they're trying to make, you know, mutants and then she even comes up something about making mutants for the Foot Clan.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, I did I did touch that. That was um, a good a nice touch uh, to, to not only kind of find out where some of the mutants might be coming from, but how much of a role that no corporation does and will play into the
0: storyline going forward so it makes me think if bludgeon and akoya were then made by this group or at least bludgeon might have been
1: right because they don't they don't necessarily explain i don't think uh how else they came to make such well defined mutants
0: yeah because those are literal animals that became mutants where bebop and Rocksteady were idiot humans that were Sprayed with gel essentially.
1: And then as 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 we see later, we'll see other mutants that are being transported and all that kind of stuff from null corporation So very well Quan legend could have came from that.
0: Which are also being sold to the Foot. Right. So I thought that was interesting.
1: So yeah. Could have been I like,
0: their origin. I like little stuff like that. I like the fact that they say, you know, they mentioned the Foot Clan, but Again, like, this arc has so, like, it has nothing, there's no turtles, there's no foot, it's just a completely different thing that's happening in the same area. And that was nice. You know, it was a nice break, kind of, in a way. And then you see, where they're tracking Pete, you see them driving a van, and, you know, Pete has a tracker. And I thought this part was hilarious, where Pete's trying to jump out of the car, <laughs> and they're telling him to fly. Oh, yeah, and he sort of does. <laughs> Pigeons can fly. Apparently not Pete. Well, they, but. They, yeah, well,
1: he's kind of uh, beefy. Pete seems to eat everything, but you yeah, understand he also doesn't know how to do anything else.
0: Uh, and I just, I like how they show him crash and he's all beat up and bruises on and he's a black eye and he sees some kid. And he's like, hi, I'm Pete.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's the worst timing. And he's just out there telling somebody who he is. <laughs> oh, look at him. Yeah, he looks horrible.
0: But can you imagine if you were a kid and obviously you stumbled on like a mutant pigeon? I think we'd be the same way. Like, are you all right, mister? Right. I mean, his
1: kid's clearly about, like, six years old, seven. Yeah,
0: I know I would have been. I'd be like, wow,
1: what's this? Either, yeah, it'd be, like, the coolest thing ever. Weirdest, coolest thing
0: ever. And then the go asks Hob, like, yeah, should we stop and help him? Like, no, nah, he's fine.
1: <laughs> Hob don't care. Yeah, I mean, technically he is. I mean, unless Hob is suspecting that somebody else is out here trying to do this, Pete. technically is all right.
0: He just wants I mean, to stop.
1: You got You got to think about how durable most mutants are
0: yeah i mean they're not we've seen what they can take throughout the comic yeah. like how beat up some of the turtles get you know i mean hey in some iteration a turtle gets thrown through a roof and he's got to sit in the bathtub for a while so it depends on the iteration huh
1: yeah not wrong there yeah <laughs> well i guess before that he did get a stiff ass
0: whooping <laughs> yeah he did didn't he yeah <laughs> the second movie i don't remember what happens when they get tied up to the pole you don't remember what happens them? No, do they just get the net thrown out them and they get tied on the pole? Or is that before? I can't. It's been uh, a while.
1: That was. So I think Splinter comes and knocks them free from the net.
0: Okay. Yeah, because they're they being raised. They're going to be dropped on a bunch of a bunch of tools. <laughs> right. Oh, Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Such a stupid movie.
1: Hilarious. It really is. Movie. It really is a dumb movie. I still I'll still watch it. It's, it's, it's a dumb oh, movie.
0: not a bad movie. I mean, it brings up one yeah. of the best songs ever made. You know, ninja rap.
1: There you go, buddy. Yeah, that is your ringtone. Hey,
0: Vanilla Ice, one of his best songs ever. You know, he didn't steal.
1: It's the only Vanilla Ice song that I listened to.
0: <laughs> he only has two songs that I think people know, and the other one he stole, and then lied. Big surprise, yeah. huh? <laughs> I forget about him even existing. <laughs> it wasn't for that song, I do you think of him. But So they, they follow the van, they crash. So, get this here. Have, or Mondo says, watch out for those civilians. Oh. There are no civilians. That's... <laughs>
1: What again? What he thinks about humans?
0: Oh well, yeah, he hates humans, and it kind of makes. I mean, and I shouldn't. Even, I'm not even gonna say kind of. It makes sense for this character to hate humans after what humans have done to him. When he was a cat, he had a fa- He had a home. He had a family. He was thrown outside because some asshole woman like you didn't clean the litter box, Johnny, and threw out her cat. I'm gonna teach you a lesson, Johnny. You know, it's like man, you just you just gave that kid PTSD the rest of his life. You can get a girlfriend? Where are you going, honey? I'm going to the store, Johnny. you will come back, right? Like, you know? Well, yeah. It
1: like it. <laughs> um, there, there is a comparison that I'm going to make, I want to say, later. If I can remember, or if I come across the spot that I'm thinking about, it makes me uh, compare him to actually a real-life figure uh, that you might agree with.
0: You have my attention.
1: So, well, uh, we'll see when we get there. And if I can't pinpoint that moment, I'll just bring it
0: up. Okay, we'll definitely, we'll get there eventually, wherever it is. But after they crash the van, you have Mondo chasing after wannabe Nick Fury. I like what they do where Mondo takes his wallet, and then, you know, Hobbs like, huh, nice-looking family there, and starts threatening his family, which, again, makes sense. I mean, that's how you're going to get information out of somebody.
1: Whether he means it or not. In this case, I doubt he does, but he's (laughs) sure as hell playing the role.
0: It sure upsets Slash, though.
1: Yeah, because Slash is the with mondo kind of the voice of reason here
0: and i think that's also really cool how they did that because slash is this big you know hulking character yet after you know he gets the shot and gets the serum he's not just a mindless he wasn't mindless Then he's not he's much he's much more intelligent and much more focused and like he makes a comment that we're going to bring up multiple times throughout this that we're the good guy. we're like the good guys like Michelangelo and the turtles
1: yeah he's obsessed with being a hero
0: which makes sense.
1: His, his role, well, you got to think about that too, I guess. I wish he maybe would have touched on that a little more, I guess, as far as that the reason he wants to be a hero is quite possibly because of the turtle's influence. But you got to think, he's the only other mutant turtle out here currently. And uh, he. that's all he has. That's the only relation he has to anything being like him other than other mutant animals. So he, you would think that's who, who he wants to be like.
0: Yeah, and I like. He
1: it. has that little shit tail, unlike the turtles do it. <laughs> the turtles don't in uh, IDW. Uh,
0: I didn't notice that. Yeah, just in what in this panel that we're looking at, I, see, I see his little tail. And mm-hmm. like, their tails got clipped. They look cool, like dicks on the toys.
1: It looks like dicks or shit coming out of their ass. So you name it.
0: I'm pretty sure dick with what they were afraid. <laughs> <laughs> dick
1: coming out of their ass. Hey, whatever works. <laughs>
0: and then you, you see Lindsay's at the lab with the other woman that I can't remember her name. All of a sudden Jillian. Jillian. And I like how they break in to rescue her essentially, which again is also cool because they, they do respect her. But also when Hobbes sees the play, he's like, this is not a lab. This is a torture chamber. And he starts having, fl- you know, a flashback. You see a couple panels of what happened to him at Stockton.
1: Right. And this is just a, a reminder of just how tormented some of these are. and, and, What's his name? Um, Slash knows just what that's like. Those two are are the closest to one another because of that.
0: I like how they just start busting up the lab, too. They're like, fuck this place. And you have a small part where Lindsay kind of, well, she lies to where, tells Mondo where the other girl went. She doesn't tell her where she is. Doesn't tell her where Jillian went. She points the other direction. Again, doesn't have a big effect. But, you know, she's still unsure about them. And I think part of her wants to take this job, so you do have that kind of play in there, back and forth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And one of the things, so usually as that happens, they're running through the lab, they're looking for mutants. They come across a random mutant in a in a bed, which is a character I did not expect. It, which is God, what is his name? All of a sudden, mute my brain. Ah, Mutagen Man. He looks I,
1: absolutely hideous.
0: He remember this? Was he? He must have been in the original show. He
1: yeah, I think that's when they. Introduced him actually because I remember I had he had more like purple tones back then. Uh
0: huh. I had the
1: toy too. I had yeah I had the toy. As funny as that looks, shit like
0: that's an ugly ass toy, by the way. Did you send it? No, but I'm I'm trying to find a picture of it of the one that we had as kids. But it's just like it was not a character I expected at all, and I didn't expect where they were gonna go with him either. Like when they first find him, they're like, "Hey, we're here to save you," and he's like, "Great." And he pu- he puts the gun to his head, to his brain. He says, "Okay, save me." Well, like, it's dark.
1: That's yeah, the one ugly ass toy.
0: Yes, I, it is it really an ugly one, ass but... toy.
1: Oh, yeah, that's hideous.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he looks better in, in the comic than he does in the original toy because. Yeah, well, I guess I didn't notice this before, but his arms are like a mutated arms and mutated legs, and then he's a brain, a brain and a brain stem inside a like robot body
1: it's just a slap together multiple DNA and of animals. That's, that's what we get. Yeah. And then so they get him. I, I don't, this shows, cause you got, when you really think about it, like the, the mutants have suffered in the past, at least some of them, like Mondo hasn't had that opportunity to eat anybody. Only two we got currently are, are Hob and, uh, slash. So their pa their pain, is technically in the past, Right. Like all they're fighting for now is just pretty much mutant rights or or something like that. But yeah. all their pain for the most part was in the past. So now we get to see somebody that's even lower than that, that's still going through the pain. That's maybe even worse in this case. You gotta, like look at what kind of monster they've made. And they, it, all they can feel is sympathy.
0: Yeah, it, it's really like I was just surprised how dark it got. Like this whole thing is pretty dark, especially as we continue on. And that kind of that kind of threw me for a loop at first. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. I mean, I've been reading this book now for you know most of this year, so I shouldn't be surprised.
1: Right. Yeah, no, this is a, a pretty dark side path, especially when you see this guy. This is him his first appearance in the bed and looking at their faces right before that. Like it, <laughs> it's rather shocking even for the reader and that next panel.
0: Yeah. I mean it's meant to be. It it, it shocks everyone, <laughs> even Hobbs like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean like we're not doing that. <laughs> You know, and you get to see Herman really kind of show the person he is. He's like, "You misunderstand. This is an extraction mission. On your feet, soldier." <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they do see a bunch of more, you know, guards coming to get them. They load them up in the van and they get the hell out of there. And it's and and, and that
1: gun to the head again, another sad symbol of 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 what these mutants are or were meant to go through.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's ready. To, he's like, "Kill me. I don't want to live. This is not." <clears throat> so I was surprised. It definitely threw me for a loop. And then that brings us to. Oh, and then they're in the car, and he says, like, we're going to start a war. That's what Hobbs says. Because, of course, you know, Hobbs, you know, Hobbs wants to fight with his army.
1: (laughs) As we have the null security team showing up.
0: Like the cover of the second issue where you see the mutanimals just beating the shit out of null security guards on the cover, which is damn cool, by the way. These are damn cool covers, too. Yeah. So,
1: Slash and Mondo just wrecking shop. Mm
0: -hmm. They get a lot of, they get a lot of, like, you know, show in this book. That was nice. At the and he's in this arc.
1: Now this this whole thing, and as we go further, it even kind of cements it more. But just to see, like this would be a great like side, even if it didn't have its own like TV series, but a side episode that encompassed all this would be very interesting. Yep, I completely agree. And look at in the in the fridge, we have some V nine instead of
0: V eight. Oh, <laughs> I didn't catch. that. Uh, I just caught the milk, and I like how Herman's you know pouring himself a glass of milk and. Mondo's just eating snacks.
1: Didn't know uh, Hermit crabs would drink, though?
0: I didn't think so. But, uh.
1: Might be the first one in history, but who knows?
0: <laughs> I do like that. He's like, I have a hard time resting on my off time. Mondo's like, yeah, you know, just I just chill.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, Mondo's the relaxed guy. You got to think that Hermit, uh, Herman, I should say, is is always, like, not on edge, necessarily, but he's so disciplined, just worried about the next plan or whatever that, yeah, it's he's, he's a soldier. different attitudes. Yeah, he's a soldier, that's why.
0: I think it works well how they show him, off, show him in this too. Yeah. And when it first cuts, so I was, so this surprised me. Then it, then it cuts to Lindsay and Jillian in the, in a, in a corporate office with someone that sitting across the desert, it looks like a freaking devil, a woman mm-hmm. with red, red skin and little horns who the first thing she said, did you know that it only takes eight pounds of pressure per square inch to crack a human skull?
1: <laughs> makes you wonder how long she's been in, been here. Cause I don't know what you make out of her. I know a little bit, very slight bit of, of an origin for her, but that's it. So
0: I wasn't. I never was. This a character that was in anything else before? I've never
1: seen it before.
0: Okay, I haven't either. So it kind of threw me for a loop.
1: Yeah, I, I was a little surprised. One, and um, they actually got big plans for her. Even to where I'm at, it's just starting to come to light. Oh, so it, that's it cool. takes, it's, a, it's a it's a slow burn with her.
0: I mean, I've learned. A long time ago, when it comes, I don't. I don't look up shit about TMT. Don't I can't. After I looked up Chet and got foiled on that, I haven't looked up a single thing again.
1: At so, least you learned your lesson.
0: I did. I stay far away from the internet. I just look at like the timelines. So I know some of the name of the arcs, but that doesn't really affect too much. It doesn't spoil stuff for the most part. So Doesn't, I mean, I know what's coming up and essentially like, I know, but I don't really know a whole lot, but no, she's a really like evil seeming character. Not even the fact that she looks like the devil, just the way that she talks to them and where Lindsay's like, I don't know if I'm going to take this job. He's like, she's like funny. You have a choice essentially.
1: Well, I, I do, I do realize, especially in this case that every main TMNT villain is, is rather ruthless. They, they don't yeah. take any shit. He'll kill you and a drop of a dime. Shredder. And she's she, she's on the same level technically as a shredder and crane.
0: Yeah, and I think at the at the same point you need to add a new villain because you kind of took Krang off the chessboard for a while.
1: Sure, there was you a put little bit I mean, of room to fill.
0: Yeah, you put him in prison. I mean, the trial of Krang isn't. We wouldn't have known this, but it isn't for a while before that arc comes up. So I know it's going to be a while before he becomes a you know a person of interest again in the comic. I'm assuming. So it makes yeah, sense that you I mean, Krang is, someone is, you're talking about Krang, right? Yeah, cuz I feel like Krang's yeah. going to be gone for a while.
1: Yeah, I mean they they had other plans right now. I mean the the story needs to focus on vengeance, which has almost nothing to do with Krang at all. So th- they had to get him off the board, focus on what's important right now. After that, we'll we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, trial of Krang isn't until issue 73. Damn, yeah, that's it's a bit away. And we're in the 40s for the main stuff, so yeah, it's a while. Yeah. So I, that's why I kind of that's how I took it too as they're getting that they're setting up stuff for future. yeah no it, it was the right time was time uh, you know
1: to kind of push them aside
0: and then you you she mentioned how they beefed up security, then it cuts to Hob and slash that are doing reconnaissance, and you can and because they <coughs> they find a scientist that's leaving and they they're starting to follow someone so you have
1: these <laughs> these this giant fucking turtle and cat doing reconnaissance, broad daylight. I don't know how that works because Slash is not a ninja as much as he might look like a ninja turtle. <laughs> yeah. Don't know how that worked out, but, you know, it's unimportant.
0: Yeah, that's kind of how I felt too. I was like, okay. Like, you know, how do you hide? But all right.
1: Yeah. It's a, I a ass. ass turtle. It's climbing a building. Nobody saw that. Nobody. No. It was New York.
0: Yeah, there's no one around in New York. What are you talking about? It's quite like, <laughs> just
1: not. I mean, shit, you really see people on the street, so whatever.
0: <laughs> it's a different New York than what we have. Yeah.
1: I mean, look at that fight that happened between turtles and and Bebop and Rocksteady.
0: Yeah, somebody should the police should have been out there when you destroy a whole fucking building. Like, how the fuck did that happen? You no know, humans get hurt or nobody was around. This New York t- it takes place in the middle of Kentucky somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> nobody around. I don't know.
1: Right in the middle of a fucking farm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but when it when it cuts back to the mutanimals. This is a really good character building moment for Mutagen Man, where he's just like, I don't know what to do. No one told me what to do. So I just left my room. They're like, yeah, feel free just to chill. And he doesn't understand. And then Gecko's like, hey, why don't you play a game with me? I I like that. They're playing video games, even though that controller was terrible.
1: Typically, yeah, right. Uh, Typically, uh, anything that has to do with, say, electronics or anything else would be a skill test or some type of just test in general. And that is what he thinks the game is supposed to be about, which it's not. It's about enjoyment, which he has no concept of,
0: which makes sense. I mean, again, so many dark themes of the idea of somebody, somebody in captivity, you know, and it makes sense. And this is also when he gets his name, which I, I really like how Mondo calls him. I'm going to call you see more guts (laughs) because when I see you, I see more guts.
1: And he laughs his ass off. Uh,
0: hey, it makes sense. While. You, it's just a you. It's a a brain, eyes, a spinal cord, and a bunch of guts in a in some kind of containment. And he
1: says, "Here, it's the first time he's ever laughed ever in his life."
0: Again, so fucking dark. Mm-hmm. After where I'm like, damn this this book went places that I did not expect from another TMT miniseries. But this they keep surprising me. I was a little, I was a little impressed. And then when it when it does cut back to Hob and Slash, you see them how they they caught one of the scientists. They tied him up and they're threatening, you know, to have him tell tell them what's going on, where the mutants are or they're going to kill him, essentially. And I do like it where he's where he's like people like me. He's like, I'm just a guy with a mortgage. Like, I just work there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just a livelihood for him, which makes it worse in a sense, because he's just that's how careless it is for him. These mutant vibes.
0: Yeah, you know, and it again, it makes sense, and it's cool to to have that where they're like, yeah, I mean, these are just there are people who just work here. This isn't like the foot where they're like, you know, hey old shredder, you know, this is a different type of thing.
1: They got Hob here channeling uh, Kristen Bale. (laughs) Where are they?
0: Oh God, Dark Knight reference! I didn't expect that.
1: That's the only voice I can hear in this panel.
0: Where is she?
1: (sighs) Well, you see here. Oh, he, he was uh,
0: searching for Rachel and... Harvey Dent. Uh, Harvey, there
1: you go. Mm-hmm. And, he's like, Where
0: Where are <laughs> and he goes to the wrong one, essentially. They lie to him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that was good. Great a, was a good story. Way. But yeah, no, you're, you're. I didn't think about that, but you are right. He does kind of go that voice. And he's about to kill the scientist until Slash stops him. And maybe yeah, not kill him, but injure him badly. So, And I thought that was... that. You know, it's cool to see... Like the dynamic between Slash and Hob in this and how much Slash is trying to hold back Hob from going, you know, full killer, even though he wants to. Because like shortly after that, he pulls a gun on the guy and he, after they get the information, he's going to just kill him, which, again, makes sense, because if you leave him alive, he's going to tell somebody what happened. So it makes sense. But, you know, it's just I really liked how Slash, you know, stops him. I think this is when Slash first says, like, we're the good guys. We're not doing this. So, and I thought that was, you know, and they really have a talk about how, you know, we're not going to be a bunch of terrorists. And you have when Slash and Hob get back and they're arguing, I love how they're, you know, Hob gets mad. How dare you call me a terrorist? And you'd have a panel of Pete walking by blowing bubbles.
1: Oh, I love that. And again, <laughs> where that like awkward pause comes in. Great. So I'll bring it up now because I don't know if there is another point to where it's relevant as far as uh, the way I feel about Hob here. This comic really shows some parallels between Hob and Malcolm X.
0: Oh, so okay. think about
1: this. Malcolm X was fighting for civil rights just as well as Martin Luther King. except so they had different ideologies. Martin Luther King was more about let's talk with silence, figure it out. Let's, uh, we just want equality. Uh, there's There's got to be a way we can negotiate this and make this work. Malcolm X was like, you know what, fuck that. We're going we're gonna to take that by force. We're not going to play these games anymore. We're not going to lay down. We're going to force a change violently if we have to. And Hav is of that mind state.
0: Yeah, no, that that definitely makes sense. I mean, we don't really have a Martin Luther King Jr., because Splinter definitely isn't that. But it's a good, you know, it's a good comparison.
1: Right, right. I mean, just as far as Hobbes and and Malcolm X goes, he cares enough about his people, his mutant people, to the point where it's like, you know what? If we got to kill for this, use violence as as a tool, hey, we're going to do what we got to do.
0: Yeah, it's also very Magneto, Professor (coughs) X kind of thing, too.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good comparison,
0: too. And that's probably what they were thinking, too, when they were writing all this. Yeah. Very possible. Uh, it was just, just good to see. And it, it made me really like Slash a lot more than I ever did. And this book also made me like Hob way more. Which, again, not something I would have thought was going to happen throughout this arc.
1: Yeah, they really show... I mean, Hobb hasn't changed much in this arc, I suppose. But um, they just let you know how passionate
0: he truly is. And they don't hold back. No. They make you care about a character that I didn't care about a whole lot. <laughs> like, I actually... Like the stuff of Mutagen Man, I actually care about Mutagen Man now. Like, I I never cared about this character in my life. (laughs) The toy was ugly. I didn't. He's also a villain, usually. I mean, I don't consider these guys villains, per se.
1: No, I mean, some people, they're they're bringing up the terrorist word. Some people would consider them that, yes. I mean, just depends on their point of view as far as like Hob and and the rest of the mutant animals, where they stand.
0: And this is when he gets everybody together because they know that the mutants are at the train yard. They want to go rescue the other two mutants that they know are around, so they get the whole team uh, together. Getting the here's some. I don't mean yes. to on cut your that head. Off, but
1: this is a good panel here where we got Slash and, and and Hob arguing. Where Slash is telling or Hob is telling Slash, like you of all people, you know know what it's like to be tortured and whatever, whatever. Mm, yeah. Uh, so Slash says, "But it's over now, and if we resort to those same tactics, he gets cut off." But yeah. thing is, is that Slash is they're they're both from the same origin so to say they both went through the same pain one is somewhat healed and the other one isn't and this is the t-
0: type of dynamic you get from it yeah that's very fair you know it's showing how each one took it what happened to them
1: right and and which what way of, of life they want to live afterwards one that's not healed is is more prone to continuously more make more problems for himself
0: yeah and to keep wanting to, like, you know, just the way that everything is. Like, Hob has not gotten over what's happened to him. And I don't think he ever will. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I haven't seen him yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it was really cool to see. Just, the, just their dynamic was. Because this is the first time you ever see Slash really confront Hob and disagree with him. Ever since he joined up. Which has been a while now at this point. God, Slash is so damn cool in this, in this IDW run in general. It's probably one of the best iterations of Slash ever. Yeah.
1: It's it's still not the way I want to see Slash, if I'm being honest, but it's a better one.
0: And then they this is when they go to the train yard, they crash their car because there's tons, or their bus, because there's tons of guards there. And, like, you see them get run, and they run in, essentially into an ambush. And this part kind of surprised me, where Null is there, which I thought was weird, that the, the CEO that you meet earlier in this comic is just there, you know, being like, yeah, fuck you guys. Like, you know, you guys are nothing to us, but we're going to, you know, take you back. We're taking our, you know, we're taking our property back.
1: Right. And look at how Seymour responds.
0: Uh, he gets on his knees and he just gets <clears throat> terrified, you know, and they're, you know, he's terrified they're going to take him back to the lab. And I like how Hobbs, like, <laughs> they ain't. And he just shoots her right in the chest.
1: <laughs> oh, Hobbs is not <laughs> fucking around whatsoever. And, and as you notice, right in the background of that pistol is this null security team not moving a muscle because they know already.
0: That surprised me when I first saw that. I was like, what? You know, when I was reading this panel, and then Hobb's like, what? I mean, he's like, I, I expected more of a reaction from you fellas, you know, with killing your boss and all. <laughs> but that's where she, you know, she gets up, she's like, wrong, you stupid cat. You can't kill me But that hurt like hell. Take them. Mm-hmm. And they just start rushing them. But they, they do a good job of taking down the mute animals. You have a scene of Herman getting gassed and getting knocked out. You have Hob getting shocked. Pete Having a net put over him.
1: This becomes a beat-em-up. Yeah. This right here is a beat em up scene. They're they're hitting multiple enemies at once, using AoEs. <laughs> Shit is getting real. Crowd control.
0: <laughs> we played too many beat-em ups haven't we in our time, huh? Uh,
1: yeah. And MMOs. That's
0: another story. Yeah, I'm not going that road ever again in my life. We don't <laughs> I have a friend who's always like, You should play 14. I'm like, no, no, I shouldn't. We've been down that road once. Yep. Never again. I think about it every so often. I think hmm, FF14 doesn't <clears throat> look cool. Well, I
1: I played my fair share of it. It was good, but uh, not for me.
0: The only MMO I want to go back to is I want to play FF11 again in a in a system where I don't have to do anything with other people. I can just blow through the game and see what I want to see. Hey, it's it. possible. I know Impossible. it is. So that's probably not going to happen. And then as they're as they're getting as they're in the fight, this is where you have Slash and Mondo. Slash being Slash, are able to knock off everybody. And they're the only two that escape when everyone else is thrown in prison or thrown in cells on the train. Uh, how I should right. put it. Mm-hmm. And you get introduced to two more mutants. One is called Ray. I think this is supposed to be. This is not Ray Phillip, but I don't know.
1: Ray Fillet. R- yeah, it is.
0: It is okay. Like I looked it up, and they when I they said, "Oh, it's not Ray Filet, and I'm like, well, "That is Ray Fillet. He's a Ray, and he's called Ray." He's
1: insurance. Ray Fillet. <laughs> uh, who else? <laughs> yeah so maybe they don't
0: call him that in here but But they call him right it is
1: based off of yeah yeah
0: he's just not as goofy
1: right oh he's just he's more intelligent he's like the beast of the uh, x-men here
0: and i don't know who this girl this this female like tiger is who can apparently drive any vehicle you find out that
1: is a lion sally pride
0: oh Ah. (laughs) of course it's sally of course it's pride
1: in the last name huh there you go if you need to remember if she's a lion or not think of her last name
0: yeah the pride Lions. (laughs)
1: There you go, buddy. Big
0: was she from the stuff. original stuff?
1: No. Okay.
0: Well, Another new character then?
1: Yes, and she plays a bigger role later.
0: Okay. Now I figured all this stuff does. And you see her, you know, she sees them get captured. She's also in a cell and she tries to break the cell and then it cuts away to Mondo and, Mondo and Slash who escape and then he, and then Slash even calls himself, you know, we're going to go get them. We're the good guys. We're the mighty mutanimals. And I like it a lot. Yep.
1: There, I thought the, that was, again, the heroes yep. that he wants to be.
0: Yeah, where Hob isn't really, <laughs> Hobb don't give a shit what they are. Just like Magneto. Uh, no, he doesn't give a shit. Like Echo slash cares. Mondo, I don't think Mondo really cares too much what they're doing.
1: Not entirely. I mean, he's he's nowhere near as like careless as like Hob might be, but uh, he's not as obsessive as these other two. He's kind of the middle ground.
0: Yeah, good character. In this, this, this
1: this guy he just wants to just wants to exist, relax. He's having a hard time doing that.
0: And then that brings us to the third issue, which is. That's okay. The cover with Mondo just skating on top of a train and a helicopter shooting yeah, like, at him, guards after him. But it's
1: it's cool. Nothing special, but yeah, it's it does the job. Yeah,
0: I, I do like how it opens up with Mondo's hot wiring a truck, and Slash is like, "Hey, where'd you learn that?" He's like, "We're heroes, big man. Just focus on that part."
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> Reminds me of the truck from uh, first movie.
0: Oh yeah, it is it like an old pickup truck? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's probably. I wouldn't be surprised if they were thinking that too when they were drawing it. Right. And then you you see them in the train where they're talking about who's there, and they realize that Mondo and Slash are missing, and that's when Hob calms down. He's like, "Okay, we'll be all right. We're gonna be okay." And I like that. I like how he trusts his team. And the train just looks like a normal train. You know, has graffiti on it. It's like it's just like your average train. Nothing you would suspect is carrying a bunch of mutants.
1: Right. It might have it might have an N on the front. You can hardly tell. Like on the oh on door. It yeah, just it say N
0: rail. Okay. But, uh,
1: yeah, that's as far as it goes, and nobody knows what the hell that means.
0: No, I mean we never even heard of null before at this point, so you know it's this. This issue has a few dark things. You have a cool moment of Slash and Gecko jumping onto the train and getting inside the car. I like that, and then you see Slash and Gecko just getting. I mean, they're kind of getting their ass beat by these guards. I mean, Gecko's about to get thrown into a cell. Slash is getting pushed into a cell, and this is when Slash just freaks the fuck out. And God, is it awesome!
1: God just shows you as much as he might have healed uh he still has some of that repressed mm-hmm. uh, PTSD and not only that but serum and everything that he's endured is is uh like they end up saying unstable
0: and like he even says and the the text box change it goes from a regular white text box for all his talking or all you know his words to a black text box with white writing and so you know no no more pain no more cage no more and he starts throwing fuckers through a train car, like literally through the train car. They're fucking dead.
1: You to- yeah, like the, something's. If they're not dead, then they're mangled. Like they're <laughs> they're going, they're breaking backs so or something's happening. Mm.
0: And I think he yeah, he literally picks up a train car and throws it too and derails the train.
1: But he rips out the uh, cage. Causing the, the train to derail.
0: Oh, okay. I was like, I thought he picked up a train car itself. But damn, is he powerful.
1: Yeah, and they're afraid of Mondo's. Even Mondo's like, hey, man, like, I don't want none of that shit.
0: <sighs> I mean, he just, he loses it. And, you know, they're terrified of him. And the text box has changed back. And he's like, I'm fine, guys. Like, you know, I'm going to stress the battle, increase my in- general output, and alter my physiology. But I'm fine now. I'm fine. And, like, they're all just staying away from him. Yeah. It's not 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 a big deal. At all, huh? <laughs> I didn't just throw a train, guys. I'm fine. No promise. <laughs> I didn't just murder people and throw them through the wall. I'm, I'm okay. The
1: only type of time, the only time you see that type of power in this entire comic is Bebop and Rocksteady.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. So it's cool to see. I, I I really liked it. And this is, and then it cuts back to Vivian and Jillian on the roof with Null, and they're talking to. No. And this is when you get to kind of see that there's something else about her where Jillian said or Viv- Vivian says, I don't want the job. And she's like, you know, Lindsay? you can't say no. She's like, we're on the 60th floor between us and the street. Do you really want to argue with me right now? Yeah, Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay. Yeah. Sorry. There. And I don't know why I'm having such a hard time with these two names. It doesn't matter. I'm Jillian will be gone after this. so I don't have to remember her
1: name. No, right. at least remember. Lindsay though. I should. <laughs>
0: But this is when Null shows you that Null isn't normal because she grabs one of her soldiers and like she drains his lifeblood to where he becomes like a skeleton.
1: Yeah, that's something else you don't see in this comic almost ever. So try to imagine what her origins might be. The devil? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know it's not. We'll we'll see. see I'm
0: assuming because of her comments she makes later that she's from another dimension somewhere, like dimension X somewhere else. So, So I don't know if it's X. Again, it's quite
1: some time to really read about that but uh, it is yes it's another dimension
0: yeah that's that's what I figure but I like how they show you how evil she is and that you know she has more powers and like this is what they're dealing with and Lindsay gets really upset with her with her with, with Jillian and then they <coughs> you have a part with them talking in the stairwell and she keeps lying to her but you know she's trying to act like oh you know I'm just trying to you know, I just want help and I like how they call her like I'm tired of working for a babe Oh, I yeah. yeah, I did notice that. That made me laugh. It was a good little thing. And just seeing the guards be like, uh, excuse me, ma'am, we're we we're taking you back downstairs to your lab. Like you got off the elevator. But uh. <laughs> like, they're they're not I mean, they're employees, but they're also prisoners at the same time. Like, it's not like they're not safe. I thought that was all cool. And then just the stuff where, it's you know, Rob is being not Rob, Hob is being introduced with the group. And you have them talking with Slash and just, you know, kind of explaining like what happened to Slash. And him, you know, getting upset, and I like how you, you see them connect more. Like, Hob's like, you know, I got you, brother. Like, I'll take care of you.
1: Yeah, even though they don't fully agree, they still care. You
0: know, I, I really like that. I Again, Hob made me care more for him, and I, I like when they're when Pete is introducing Ray and Sally Pride to the group. I like how his line's like, oh, yeah, and try not to poop on the floor. Hob starts to get pretty mad after the fifth or sixth time that happens.
1: Yeah, what a nasty prick. <laughs> So what does that tell
0: you? Well, I mean, he is a bird. That's what birds do. They just shit wherever they feel like. Yeah, so, especially when you're mentally deficient. Because mm-hmm, they made a mistake when they created him. Yep. You know, in creating him. So <laughs> I thought that was funny. Try to not poop on the floor. <laughs> and so this cool. is, you see more where, well, this is where they agreed they're going to go destroy the lab because they want to stop them being made more mutants. And Mutant Gen Men is like, we can't just, you know, he knows that they can't just go back in there and he wants to fix it. And he also wants to die.
1: He's also, you know, he's already plotting this whole conversation, yeah, that's why he creeps off.
0: Yeah, and I like how Pete's like, I give everyone a, a nightlight, because they help with the nightmares, you know, and it just shows how they're all suffering. But I, I like Pete's nightmare. He's like, trolley cars, mostly, weddings, pretty much anything that has to do with rice. Yeah. Didn't make sense. So I thought that was cool. <laughs> and then this is where you see Seymour take apart his, his suit, and he starts to fuck with it, to essentially make it a bomb. And I think, do they go to the... do they go to... The base then, or are they just still hanging out outside?
1: Seymour starts to take off on his own. And okay. They gotta follow him and go help out. Okay, like I see. You see, see him so leave. He makes it there on his own. I don't know how the hell he knows how to get there. but he, mm. he,
0: Okay, and then you see Jillian and Lindsay. Mutant Jen shows up and that's where he says he's dying and then they realize that he set up a bomb to kill them all. Yep. And he's like, and then none of you will ever hurt another mutant again.
1: He's willing to take innocent lives at mm-hmm. that moment.
0: Yeah, they're innocent though? Mm, uh, no <laughs> i mean hey someone just got a mortgage but still you, you know you do have to pay right, for it if you're, you're working still, for, still made a choice you're working for the devil figure literally. T or literally still <laughs> and then the we that brings to the fourth issue and this issue has a cool cover also where you see null standing on top of or on top of something a building looks like choking the hell out of out of hob like i got i it was cool I was like, all right, I'm in. That was definitely yeah, it's nice. It's
1: uh to, for the fourth issue. It's, it's definitely nice cover to, to kind of finish it off. Let you know how much this arc is starting to escalate or about to escalate.
0: I definitely liked it. And then this is when you see Hob in the van with, the, with the, you know, the two new members, Ray and Sandy, and Sandy's driving. And they're rushing to the factory or the lab to go get Mute Gin Man or Seymour Guts. And there's some really cool moments, like, just when he's there and he's talking with Lindsay, and Lindsay wants to help him and probably save herself, too. But, like, he also ends up shooting a chem- shooting a chemical so he can start the place, you know, blowing up. <laughs> so, he's like, he's like, we're all gonna die here. So, I think that's cool.
1: Yep. And then Hob gets the info that Seymour is the bomb.
0: Yeah, because he sneaks in the door, Indiana Jones style, and slides underneath it as it close. Yep. And again, he feels bad for Seymour. He wants to save him. He's like, you don't need to die. And Lindsay that ends up saving him because she rips out the bomb so I thought that was cool and this is when they okay yeah she rips out the bomb and then during that time she talks with Hob and I think this is when they start the plan that comes up a little bit later of what they're gonna do oh yeah he tells her I have a job for you and your little friend back here and then you see that Hob ends up I'm assuming yeah, Hob lands on the roof and goes to meet Null in her office right and then the mutanimals take out all the all the people on the roof and I was also surprised here. So so their plan is to sneak inside. He, he's talking with her, and I think, I forget, they're going inside the building to, going down the stairwell because there are no cameras, and they're going to attack her, I think, is what they're up to. Why they have Lindsay, Is her job is to get all the material that they have. But were you, I mean, I, were you as surprised as I was when all of a sudden Rodney Rochill shows up, the little robots? Yes. Actually. That is their name. Uh,
1: just It is. Just to have that reference and throwback, I thought it was so damn cool.
0: I wouldn't have expected Rodney Rochill. Not in a million years. I don't think anybody would have. I mean, like, and again, they did <laughs> very wisely, they do not ever say their name. They're just robots. Yeah. But,
1: just throw it in there. Certain fans will get it, some won't.
0: Yeah. And so you don't want you don't want to know the name of Rodney Rocal. No. You just want to know, oh, look, cool robots on wheels. That's,
1: That's all you want to know. Absolutely stupid ass name. They look like fire hydrants that are recolored and added a wheel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, old men like us that <laughs> know what these are from. Oh, it's
0: great. It made me smile. It really did. And then, as you have the go- as you I have, I
1: forgot. The, I forgot about their appearance in, in the shit until we, I reread it. as a call that's great."
0: I, I don't blame you. And you you don't like you see them in one <clears throat> panel, and then the next panel you see, or when you do see them again, you see them attacking the mutanimals, and they're drilling through the floor with little drills on their head, just like in the old cartoon. That's mm-hmm. oh, amazing. <laughs> uh, and during they have the this, cables too later on. Oh yeah, I was like, that's fucking awesome. And you have a small part with Lindsay and Jillian where she's like, oh, I'm so sorry we did this. And here's the information and we're going to stop this. And, you know, I'm, you know, and she's telling her that she can come with her, <laughs> that that's the deal. And then she punches her in the face after she gets the information. I thought that was cool. And she ties her up to a pipe just to leave her there. And like, I'm pretty sure they're going to kill her for betraying them. So, yeah, they don't really hear anything after that, as far as I'm aware so I, I don't think she survived I mean like Null killed a guard just to prove a point like why wouldn't she kill this woman who just betrayed them and deleted all their data and gives away the only information they have so they have nothing left about this right. yeah she's like I wiped the DNA code deleted the formula set the research back years but this next thing I I really don't think we should do and then she gives them all the data they have oh this is everything on our animal testing every file every video every brutal experiment that Null that, that I perform. yeah she's yeah. dead <laughs> They're going to kill her. And, like, Pete gets shot in the wing, which I think is funny that it's Pete that gets hurt.
1: And it's funny because he's on top of the dumpster. The most fierce look on his face. Mm-hmm.
0: With everybody's
1: shooting with all these, like, or these robots are shooting with all these, like, automatic, like, weapon systems. He's got a pistol shooting with these damn robots. <laughs> Pete does not fuck around.
0: And they get all freaked out when he gets shot through the wing. And they get their ass kind of handed to him, like... The, these Rodney Roachills take them down with the cables. You see everybody tied up, everybody defeated. You know Herman's like, "Soldiers, brothers, it's been a privilege." And then all of a sudden, Sandy, pa- Sandy Pride, cr- or Sally, what does it sound? Sally. Yes. I don't think they say the name in this book, though.
1: Well, prize buddy, I, I actually don't think they do, <laughs> but I I know it from. Well, yeah, you read more future stuff. So.
0: And it shows her crash through the wall. With a helicopter, which takes out the Rodneys, and then she rips off one of the propeller blades and uses it as a as a sword.
1: <laughs> hey I'll take
0: it. And then they're able to fight back and beat it, but it's all part of the plan. I mean, because Hobbs' plan was to get you know, because he knew Noel was going to attack them, because he and he also knew Noel would be prideful enough that she'd want to be involved in the killing yeah. and he gets choked out as we saw on the cover and then he slashes her in the eye which I'm assuming now she's going to have an eye patch
1: Oh, uh, or maybe he does heal. I don't think she does but I, just, I no. don't remember anymore
0: but I do like where Seymour Guts comes in with a rocket launcher where she's like right before that she's like you stupid alley cat you managed to distract me but did you really think that would hurt me he's like no but this will and he points to him with a rocket launcher and he just shoots an RPG yeah.
1: right at her if bullets hurt that shit's going to hurt <laughs>
0: Uh, i like that she's like you you can't you can't win where he's just like you're right you're a giant multinational corporation we're just a scrappy band of mutants we can't win but boy can we stir up trouble way more trouble than we're worth we will make sure that the profits you earn are nowhere near worth the cost we'll set your research back by years we'll expose all your dirty little secrets we'll make your stock prices plummet
1: (laughs) quote avalanche to shinro oh
0: yeah And I like how he's like, so put your efforts in elsewhere, cure cancer, set up a mining colony on on Venus, develop a new sports drink or a blueberry cola, Pete says. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think it's hilarious that the cola comes back in the last issue.
1: Yeah, I'm glad they went full circle with that.
0: You know, I thought that was really cool to see. And again, like you, I actually cared, like I cared about these characters way more than I expected. And when it cuts back to their base and it shows... You know, Lindsay's all injured, but she doesn't think they want to help her because she feels like she kind of betrayed them. But they're like, no, you're one of us. And they help her and they because her hands are all burned from (coughs) Seymour Guts's suit and then punching her girlfriend in the face and fighting with her. But I I like that she's re-accepted back into the group.
1: Right.
0: You know, and then when Ray is first in, you know, Ray and Hob are finally talking for the first time. And I like how Ray is a shotgun in this. Like, I can't wait to see what Ray does. Mm -hmm. You know, and he's like, I want to fight with you. I like how Hobbs like. Yeah, we're not going to tell Slash all this. <laughs> no, nah, shouldn't, shouldn't at all. So, because they're like, yeah, we need. You know, I think they plan to attack more and take out more of Null. And then you got Hobb Diesel here,
1: with family at the end of Fast and Furious One.
0: <laughs> okay, you're right. I didn't, That's I didn't even catch that. Dude.
1: He's got the, the wife beater on. You know, it's it's it reminds me too much of Fast and Furious One.
0: That's very fair. They're all sitting down to eat. So yeah, you're very much right. Hob Diesel. Yeah, I didn't think about that. All that matters is family. Now it goes. I haven't seen one since five. Well, this
1: I'm purely basing it off the ending of the first movie where they have the yeah. barbecue and they're all yeah at the table. That's all I can think of.
0: It's very much like that where they're you know, they're having food and ho- and Herman's like, You should you know, you should cut the meat, you should have the honor. And he's like, Being with you is all the honor I enough. Talking about the team. So I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. It's a really cool ending to have them all just sitting around the table. They got bandages on them because they're all beat up from fighting, and everybody's there together as a team, or a, a family, as Vin Diesel would say. <laughs> right. And that's Mutanimals, a series I had no interest in reading, but I'm very well, glad I, I did.
1: I, I know part of you probably even want to skip it.
0: <laughs> I did, yes, but I'm in for the long haul, so I couldn't. But yeah, it was. I was impressed. And then the next thing that we're going to be talking about the finally long-awaited vengeance arc. Is that hear right? about Issue
1: forty-five.
0: I think it's like forty-five to fifty or so. Yeah, something like that.
1: Oh man, you're gonna have a blast later on. Well, I'm gonna start it tonight. I'm so excited. The art is better.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, forty-five to fifty with the the free comic book. That's yeah in there. Okay. Yeah. So we should go to Shelf Stacker Box. And why don't you go
1: first? Oh, I'd, I'd probably just because it's more of a novelty thing. It's it's something we won't get to see an immense amount of uh content for i'd probably shelve it because this is the this is peak mutanimals this is this is it for them um and it it was a good run it was an interesting run and without showing one ninja turtle it was a big fat ass turtle but not ninja turtles (laughs) you know it they they were able to drive a story that was interesting entertaining yeah, Pete blowing bubbles between serious conversations. I'll take it again. I'd shove it.
0: All right. I'm also going to put this in the shelf. I wasn't sure what I was going to think, but I read this twice, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, I was, again, I came in with no expectations. I really just wanted to get to Vengeance, and I had a great time. But this fucking TMT series is <coughs> something else, man. That's all I got. Something else. So, yeah. And as I said before, this next next episode you hear of, this, of us doing this will be Vengeance. So... Stay tuned man, for that. Enjoy it,
1: enjoy it, man. It's just like playing trigger for the fir- chrono trigger for the first time. That's what this is going to feel like. I, I you feel know, like.
0: if I if I ever got dementia, I got to write a note to myself As you forget everything. Play this game. <laughs> oh, that knock time. You're damn right. <laughs> I just keep replaying them. Like, wow, well, I wonder what's going to happen. Is chrono going to save the world? I don't remember. Oh, really? Anyway. It doesn't work that way exactly, but yeah. I mean, that <laughs> I'll play chrono trigger again anyway because best game ever made. I've actually been tempted to play it again because I have a DS that is kind of can play any DS game. So,
1: hey, same here.
0: I was like, hmm, I should replay Chrome Trigger again. Do it. All oh, right. And if you want to hear the rest of our giant library, you can find everything on Pobby. If you search TMNT, you will find a list of all our comic episodes that we've been doing with TMT. So, if you want to catch up or if you, you know, go listen to all those, we've been going through the whole series, every single art. So, definitely go check those out. Plus, we do movies, comics, video games, all sorts of stuff on the show. You'll see everything on the Podbean website. If you want to support the show, we do a Patreon. For a little you, you can vote in our Patreon poll. You'll see a link in the show notes. We also have a Discord, so if you want to chat with us, you'll see a link in the show notes of Discord also. So please go do that. want to give a shout-out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena and Hell HellHastFreak. You can follow her on TikTok. She's TikTok famous now. And also want to give a shout-out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me. He heard his own podcast, A Gamer Looks at Forty. Definitely go check out his work, too. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Audio only, but we are on YouTube. So you find us there, and please subscribe, like us, do all those things, make the algorithm happy. And I think that's everything I need to say, so we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.